This is Irving, and you are listening to Asians in Space. I would like to begin by acknowledging that I am fortunate enough to write, record, and produce this podcast on the unceded territory of the Coast Salish peoples. I am joined in conversation this week by comedian, poet, and co-host and producer of Millennial Line and Yellow Fever Comedy, Tim LaRocca. This week's episode is going to be the most free-flowing episodes to date. We discuss growing up in Calgary, the fragility of white people, and I drop a ton of Canadian history off the top of my head. But before we get to that, I have some show info for Tim that they are doing this month for Just For Last Northwest. This Thursday, February 13th, Yellow Fever Comedy featuring comedian Shen Wang. Tim is also opening up for comedian Matt Bronger next Thursday, February 18th, and there is a Millennial Line show on February 20th. Now on to the episode. When I asked you what you wanted to talk about uh-huh. today on this podcast, you you just said one word assimilation. Yeah, I, I did because I had it on my mind at the time. Right. Yeah, but fun fact, um, I guess you could say you grew up in Calgary. Yeah, I grew up in Calgary. I I was I lived there from ages thirteen to eighteen, and partly when. I was 19 because <laughs> I moved out and then I came back for a summer. Yeah. yeah. So as someone who was born and grew up in Calgary. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does. I can also say that the age is 13 for like 15. Do you know how in Calgary's rough? Yeah. I. It was fun when I lived in Falconridge mm-hmm. in, the, in the Northeast. Yeah. Like that was fun because that's like when I had like mostly Filipino friends. Mm-hmm. And then I moved to the Northwest and it was like a lot of white. Kids. Yeah, so yeah. for those of you who don't know how Calgary is set up, it's four quadrants. <laughs> and each quadrant you can tell um, very much the wealth. Yeah. Or tax bracket. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, I, I could be wrong because I haven't lived there in a while. Like, mm-hmm. Northeast and Southeast are, have been, like, kind of been more on the working class side. I think Southeast now is like rich Jewish communities now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm thinking but of Forest Lawn. But definitely Northeast is yeah, like... Yeah, Northeast still. It's like yeah. you go there and it's like, oh, this is where they put all the non-white people. Yeah, that's where also all the good food is. <laughs> true. <laughs> true, true, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like you said you were born in the Philippines. Yeah, I was born in the Philippines and... I grew up there until I was eight, and then my family moved to Dubai, mm-hmm. and then we also lived there until I was twelve. Because there, there, there's a lot of Filipino workers, workers? there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because capitalism, and yeah, a lot of opportunities. Yeah. I was gonna ask you. Um, so, one of the inspirations for this podcast, I wrote a very long paper last April. Mm-hmm that was focused on me trying to define what um, millennial Asian Canadian culture was. Right. And for that assignment, we had to go interview at least four people Mm -hmm. and have like a set of questions. Yeah. And one of them that came to mind that I had on there was, when did you realize you weren't white? (laughs) 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 Yeah. Okay. But I mean, for you, mm-hmm. since you didn't grow, you weren't born here. I wasn't born here. Yeah. yeah. So I guess it was a different process for you than it was for someone like me who was. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I have a pretty good sense of like being Filipino and growing up Asian. Um, oh fuck! What was I gonna say? I totally forgot. That's okay. Can you can you repeat that? I blanked out because I had too many things in my head. Okay, yeah. so the, the original question, yeah, the original question was like, when did you realize you weren't white? Yeah, I guess I never really thought I was white, but it's interesting because after I came out as queer, I came out as bi in, I don't know, I don't know a year, whenever, mm-hmm. whenever, when I, I came out as bi when I was 14, and, um, and I was just starting from that point onward because it wasn't received well by my parents there was kind of like a shift towards like a queerness that I couldn't really like meld with also being Filipino right yeah and I'm I'm like I'm I'm obviously queer and Filipino but I just didn't think of myself as both 
until because of like, like structures and institutions yeah, in yeah. the Philippines like, that were imposed on because yeah. of imperialism. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, just like the Filipino brand of like homophobia, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I I generally I asked um, my participants in like my field study, I guess. Yeah. That question because a lot of East Asians, mm-hmm. our proximity to whiteness mm-hmm. allows us to take like a step closer to whiteness mm. it, it's easier the gap for us to take that step towards to, towards yeah. whiteness is easier than non-east asian totally people I, and yeah. sometimes it's easier for a lot of east asians to take that small step even mm-hmm. though there's a cap on that than yeah. it is to go back and help lift other people up who yeah. don't have the same privilege totally um i guess because i'm not east asian like specific like because i'm filipino I find it very easy to resist, like, the model minority thing, because mm-hmm. I'm, like, because I was bad at school. Like, right, was, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, That was just easy to accept <laughs> that I wasn't going to be some sort of model minority. I wasn't, like, I, mean, I was okay. Like, I was okay at school. Like, I, I yeah. somehow made it to AP English in grade 12. Mm-hmm. Like, that was that was fun, but that was because, I, I don't know why I attribute that to being gay, and, like, I just, I, I just, like, was already writing, like, poetry and stuff mm-hmm. at that age. So, I don't know, I found it really easy to navigate that space. English <laughs> literature. Yeah. Not English, English literature, like not old British people's stuff. I just liked expressing myself mm-hmm. in English. That's, that's, just, that's just what I mean. But yeah, um, I, yeah, I find it easy to not be a model minority because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, like we were talking before, I, again, the model minority is a yeah. lie. Yeah. And... Sometimes the rejection of that, I know for me, was seen almost a form of like, since I wasn't assimilating to this idea of yeah. what white people wanted me to be, mm-hmm. it was almost a downward assimilation. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, I think at one point, too, I had to look at myself, because when I, for that summer, um, when I was 19, and I was mm-hmm. living in Calgary again, because I moved out, because I, I went to school in Kelowna, and I like flunked the entire year of university <laughs> that's fine yeah yeah it happens a lot yeah it happens a lot especially because like it was my first time like living on my own and right. all this stuff it and was, i know for me yeah. the first time i moved out it was just like the amount of free time i had yeah i didn't know what to do with it <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember like receiving a lot of pushback from my mom she was just saying like oh you should just move back in here and like go to school here or like get a job here yeah and i like i think i started yelling at her and then that was the moment i was like you know i i don't want to be like the white kids right <laughs> like yell at their parents <laughs> but yeah you were saying something about like millennial asian experience i'm mm-hmm. like i want to be better than my parents but i also want to be better than white kids so that i like i don't yell at them, but I also like don't do everything they say. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, one of a big joke or I've seen. Mm-hmm. I think I saw this yesterday and it was from an Asian like meme okay. account on Instagram. Is this still so, so Asian treats? No, I think it was rice <laughs> feed. Oh okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of it. I'll check it out. Yeah. Um but I think it was like, you're 18, you can do like anything you want. It's like, yeah. your parents, you're not Asian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> you what don't this understand. is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm 26 now. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I don't really get that from my parents anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I feel like it's yeah. also an acceptance part on their part. Yeah. Too. Totally. Yeah. They needed, they needed that time. Because... <laughs> I don't know about you, but I feel like for a lot of Asian parents, mm-hmm. they don't have, like, a lot of hobbies. That's so true. And then they're like, what's your hobby? And it's like, you're my hobby. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of almost, yeah. in a way. It's like, you're my child. You're the thing I care most about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's okay. So, like, when my family lived in Burnaby, like, mm-hmm. we lived in, like, a two-bedroom apartment. Like, they had a bedroom, and I shared a bedroom with, like, two of my siblings yeah. before. Um, I, I have another sister most of my me and my sisters are in our 20s Mm -hmm. and i have one sister who's 12. okay so it's such a a big age gap gap like i'm so jealous of like her experience like growing up with my parents because it wasn't that it wasn't that fun like 
living with like stressed out Filipino parents, mm-hmm. like who are like, you know, struggling. They're trying to survive. They're, they're trying to survive. Yeah. So like we had to be good, but now my twelve year old sister can just make TikToks. And have, <laughs> <laughs> it was like the the older siblings. It's like we went to war for you. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like I think she's pretty lucky because she didn't have to share clothes she didn't have to share like a bedroom with all of us mm-hmm. like share a bunk bed and like who gets to get the top bunk um yeah and also my parents have hobbies now so they yeah. don't like fixate on like what she does necessarily yeah probably still a little bit like because she's because obviously because well, parents will always yeah. worry like my parents are into zumba now <laughs> <laughs> they, you're like, not good for them yeah no they're so they're fit now <laughs> they're fit and like healthier and yeah. like I think I'd say, I'd say they have more money now, so it's like they're comfortable. Yeah, they're more. Yeah. St- they found more stability. Yeah. Now. Exactly. Yeah. Which like, is like I mean like I I'm sure they found that at the time that my twelve-year-old sister like when she was conceived. Yeah. Basically, like obviously there was a point for them like oh like we we can just have fun now. Yeah, which I know for a lot of yeah. immigrant parents and their experience, it's like fun isn't. Yeah. Even something they can conceive or like they would think about as a yeah. as an option. Yeah. 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 That's so true. That's so true. And then like for us, we have the privilege of being like there from their hard work, like yeah. some form of semblance of stability. That we, like Yeah. We can kinda be more ourselves. Yeah, and also one of the my takeaways or conclusions from that paper mm-hmm. was that okay, so since I'm, I consider myself first-gen okay. Asian-Canadian. Okay. Because, yeah, my parents met in, like, U of A. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I was, like, the first one in our family born. Oh, you're the oldest. Yeah. Okay. Here. Mm-hmm. That, like, okay, from their hard work and stuff. Mm-hmm. And if in their mind, I guess, this peak... Mm-hmm. Of what they want is like stability. Mm-hmm. Okay, if I'm born with that already, mm-hmm. then isn't it my job, or like I have the opportunity to mm-hmm. think of what's like beyond that? Yeah, yeah, like beyond surviving. Yeah, yeah, and then like have these do a podcast, write these mm-hmm. papers. Yeah, of like yeah. what defining of what does it mean to be Asian Canadian for mm-hmm. myself rather than like these things from like the 1800s yeah, <laughs> yeah. still are prevalent for whatever reason but that's just because racists are not creative no pretty boring yeah <laughs> yeah I, oh my god I was just talking I was just talking about this earlier mm-hmm. when I was at the food court um with my partner and um she was saying that she couldn't eat her mongo, like, like mm-hmm. it was like a Filipino stew that um, she didn't want to eat it in front yeah. of her castmates, like her like coworkers, basically. Oh, because like she didn't want that experience of like you bringing your own food to like yeah. lunch in like elementary school. And I was like, I obviously understand it as like internalized racism, mm-hmm. um, but I I, re- I just realized that I've never had that experience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or like that feeling or that feeling no because like I I, I, I I just sorry I don't know if it's kind of a tangent but like no, sorry, we, <laughs> there's no structure yeah no, no 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 we don't need structure no this is about you yeah talking about your lived experience so, like, <laughs> but I just I just remember like going to lunch in junior high mm-hmm. with like my Filipino friends yeah and like we, we all like sat on the floor of the gym and yeah. then we all had great lunches we always Always, always like openly made fun of like the white kids for having such boring sandwiches yeah because it's and like you eat bread every day you yeah you eat bread every day like what's yeah so like i had a cousin in on my dad's side of family mm-hmm. in malaysia i remember I, I i don't think i saw him when i went back this past spring but the last mm-hmm. time i went back which yeah. was like a decade ago yeah we we're eating and he was just like yeah white people food's boring it's so all boring. he's like all of it is just bread yeah yeah. For the most part, like unseasoned meat. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah yeah I, yeah. yeah. I guess I'm just saying like I've never had that experience yeah. of like being afraid that my smelly lunch will like 
make me the target of racism or something yeah. you know yeah but it's also like the idea of what types of ethnic food are considered yeah. like i guess elevated totally because i don't know you don't hear that often of people going on like power like seasick lunches yeah <laughs> right? yeah <laughs> or like it's always like I guess for an elevate for like a status thing for like mm. Asian food, it's always like sushi, yeah, or like Japanese food, right? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but th- there's, there's also reasons for that. There's all, there's, yeah, a lot of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. mainly, okay. So I know I was, I was historical context. Yeah. Um. When Charles Darwin published his works, and then racist white people mm-hmm. skewed that and turned it into like the idea of social Darwinism yeah and they made like the hierarchical ladder of races right so like yeah. okay if you're white white yeah like 100% pure that was like I don't know three or four countries considered okay. that okay so like English France mm-hmm. Spain mm-hmm. sure yeah and then like lower whiter like the next step down I guess would be like Eastern Swiss or Euro- whatever Eastern Europeans I, I think Eastern Europeans would like some more not just down oh, okay yeah yeah that's true and then obviously they're like oh the darker your skin color yeah the lower you are on the charts so like right. indigenous and like black people right. you're at the bottom yeah but then you have Asia mm-hmm. so they're like what do we do with this who aren't clearly not us obviously oh they have a problem they have a problem with that and then but they're not as they're more civilized, I guess, with their cultures okay. than like black and indigenous people. Sure. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so around this time, Japan had defeated Russia in a war. Okay. Which was unheard of. So they're like, yeah. we want good relations with Japan. Okay. So when we publish this like ladder yeah. of races, we'll put Japan as the highest mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Asian country. <laughs> of course. Oh my god. So like they'll like us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm not science nope. <laughs> it's a little, it's, it's a little fake yeah yeah is, yeah again racism makes no sense makes no sense mm-hmm. but also like i feel like i say it a lot and i'm like maybe not careful enough about mm-hmm. who i say it around but i've said it on stage a couple of times that like japanese people are the white people of asia i mean it's not untrue no but also yeah. like okay I, so, I, I'm, I know they have their own yeah. struggles that stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. So, what's funny about Asia to me, or like the lack of nuance around the discussion, mm-hmm. especially in the West, mm-hmm. it's a massive continent, and yeah. there's no like government, uh, culture, religion, yeah. or even like economy yeah. that ties them all together. Mm-hmm. And if you study like the history of Asia. A lot of it's just turmoil over right. land disputes and yeah. <laughs> war. Yeah. 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 So it's definitely not a monolith. No, it's definitely not. It's such a huge term. Because, like, I was, I had, um, because I, I did a show this past Tuesday mm-hmm. night. And then for some reason, the host of the show, he's, he's a great person mm-hmm. and everything. Um, he was a history major in university and then he just, because I was talking about Asian stuff. Yeah. And then he, I got off stage and he, he's, after the show, he just started talking about all the stands. Like, all the countries with stands. Yeah. At the end, and how stand means um, land of, basically. Yeah. Um, but he, yeah, he just he just went off. I don't know why. But yeah, he like, he, t- he told me, I didn't know this until like he told me that Kazakhstan and Georgia are also part of Asia. Okay. Apparently, yeah. Is that true? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. He's a history major. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I also feel like yeah. the idea I, the idea term, the idea and the term of like what is the Middle East yeah. is very weird it's, it because is. it's like, yeah. what is it the middle of? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And I had a prof be like, oh, that's like cr- very much a creation of like Eastern North American. Yeah. Like scholars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's more useful to be actually specific to. I mean, also like humans yeah. as a whole, like to categorize things. This isn't just no 
yeah. Western thing. It's everyone does it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially like if you look at the history of like ethnicity of China, not even the history. You can look at what's happening today with Han Chinese. Okay. Like white supremacy is not. Um, exceptional for white people. Mm-hmm. Um, certain people all around the world will mm-hmm. use blood ties yeah. as a justification mm-hmm. for the oppression. Totally. But since we do live in Canada, mm-hmm. white supremacy is what we live under, so that's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, about what we were saying about white food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier today. And how some foods are, some cultural foods are accepted Mm -hmm. and like elevated. Why do you think Filipino food hasn't like broken through? Um, I mean, I feel like it's it's very simple, and I'm not saying that in a bad. It's not a it's not Mm -hmm. a bad thing. Like what, what what is supposed to elevate Filipino food is like adding elements from north american culture into it like is that is that what will make it break through the culinary world like i don't know i don't think it needs to be elevated i think it's kind of nice that it's your own thing still exploited yeah so you don't have so like right now i don't know korean food has been very popular for fusion for yeah a while now yeah korean food has yeah it's been yeah so yeah, like you got like white people making their own kimchi, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and stuff. So you don't want so you don't want that to happen to the people. Not really. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. Like I don't know. Like, I, Korean food took a while to break in though, didn't yeah. it? And like it's mostly been untouched by white people, I'd say, because yeah. it's so like complex. Like mm-hmm. they can't fuck it up beyond pickling different vegetables for kimchi really i don't know good good for them i don't know what it is about korean food specifically but because like chinese north american food yeah is very much a north american invention i don't know what chinese american food so like but so like orange chicken (laughs) yeah 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 sweet and sour pork yeah yeah Oh, I heard ginger beef was made, made in Calgary. Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, ginger beef, like yeah. beef and broccoli. Yeah, like those dishes are not authentic. No, definitely. to China. But what happened was, um, Chinese immigrants mm-hmm. were here. Um, they just had to invent these foods. Yeah, because they didn't think white people would eat like the authentic stuff or right. like the traditional like dishes that. They grew up with right so they had to adjust also they don't have the same ingredients available to them mm-hmm. so basically they just had to take whatever what ingredients were there for them to use mm-hmm. and then the taste of like they're mainly white mm-hmm. like customers yeah and then create something right. new and like i talked about this on my intro pod but i feel like that's essentially what we're doing right now with our own identities <laughs> Because sometimes, because a big theme that I've talked to with a lot of people is, mm-hmm. like, the feeling of being caught in between two worlds of, like, oh, I'm, I'll never be quote-unquote Canadian enough, totally. but then I'll also never be, like, Asian enough. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? And then I argue that, like, no, we're something new entirely. Yeah. And it's up to us to define that for ourselves. Totally. I mean, right now, too, I'm, like, kind of experiencing a shift or it's been happening for a while now where I'm like I'm totally fine not identifying as Canadian mm-hmm. um, because we're settlers on this yeah. land it's like not our land um, I, I just remember like doing this interview for a newspaper mm-hmm. which I will not name okay but don't have to was, don't get fired <laughs> no no <laughs> Whatever the, like they don't do print. Okay. They don't, they don't do the newspaper printed anymore. Okay. It like happened very recently, but b- before the, the the print newspapers like went mm-hmm. under, um, this person for this newspaper asked if I could speak to like the diversity in the comedy scene. Okay. Yeah. And then 
I don't know, yeah, she got... And I mean, you've talked about that in, like, your sets and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't think she got everything she wanted from me. Like, she just, like, wasn't happy with my answers. And then at some was, she, was she, like, looking for hope? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Basically. And I'm like, I, I okay, because my point was, like, I'm so tired of talking about diversity. Right. Like, can we just, like, move beyond that? And also, and like, like, a lot of talks of diversity, they always talk to non-white people generally. Yeah. And then it's like, I'm not the problem here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this isn't my fault. Do you think... I, yeah. And also, like, it wasn't even... She didn't give me any questions that I could make into something funny yeah or like I, I i guess i didn't find it interesting like i have a hard time i'm not having a hard time right now but like i just totally zone out when i don't want to do something fair i have adhd and it's yeah. like it's pretty bad sometimes i'm like i'm not gonna listen i don't want to talk to you i don't listen to you um i'm very good at shooting people i don't care about and like kind of going on autopilot mm-hmm. yeah it's a good it's a good defense mechanism but anyway like yeah she wasn't happy with any of my answers about like the diversity in the scene and like um she just wanted to she just wanted me to talk more about <sighs> whatever but okay so <laughs> the point but she she was yeah. trying to almost use you as a prop as yes. an example to be like look how diverse it is now yeah i didn't have any good like sound bites for her i guess I mean, you know, even if you even if you tried to bullshit, like yeah, they would have been able. Like people can tell. Yeah, people can tell. And um, when she asked how I wanted to be described, she gave me like a, a sampler, like Otin Lorca is a Asian Canadian, and I was like, oh, can you please leave <laughs> Canadian out? Canadian yeah. out. And I think that was the moment where she was like, okay, I'm not gonna use any of this person's comments in this thing. I wasn't even included in part of the, the photo op for the article, but oh, I just that's I just pretty facetious on her part. Yeah, I just remember that, and I was like, oh man, yeah, I don't, yeah. <laughs> she just didn't like I'm canceled. Basically, well, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> no, I I just remember that. I'm like, yeah, I remember I was angry about it for it's a second. Yeah, justified. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Especially if she's trying to... Her intention isn't... She was also very pushy. She wasn't a very good interviewer. interviewer. Oh. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, maybe you put her in a bad mood because... <laughs> I was like, I don't want to on there. <laughs> That's why. Yeah. That reminds me that... Um, when I first saw you perform in the summer, mm-hmm. um, you had like one of my favorite jokes of the night. Mm-hmm. Which was when you're just like white women are overrated. Oh my god! <laughs> and I also said that Carly Rae Jepsen's album wasn't that good. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't done that one in a while. But yeah, for the record, I love Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, white women. Like I mean, like you said, fifty-three percent of them voted for Trump. Yeah, and then it was an old white lady that pushed through that Alabama the, the abortion ban. Yeah. 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 In Alabama. I also, I just, I just remember something funny like on Twitter recently where mm-hmm. um, you were supposed to like retweet with a comment and the original yeah. tweet was like, apologize like a white woman. <laughs> Go. <laughs> and it's like filled with like so many gems. But if, yeah. If you were a white lady for a day, what would you do? Oh my god, I have to think about it. <laughs> so like, can we can we go back to it? Because I'm I'm gonna be stewing on it. I mean, like, yeah. if I was like, like yeah. just a white person for a day, mm-hmm. like, I do want to yell at a cop. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's a really good idea. Right? Yes. Oh my god. Like you work for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's that energy. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I can do that now. Yeah. Do a cop car, or like, ask for a raise? What's that? Ask for a raise? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Or like, th- like what I would do is like yeah. something. I don't know. Just like being a not have to worry about respectable white person, and like getting away with stuff. Oh, shoplift. Oh, you. I would shoplift a Uniqlo. 
<laughs> I would show up at the Uniqlo. That's it. That's my thing. If I was a white woman, I would show up at the Uniqlo. When I went to Asia with yeah. my family, like we went to. Where in Asia we did you go? <laughs> we went to Japan. Okay. We went to Tokyo, and we went to different parts of the um, the Philippines. Yeah. But basically, we went to like we hit up like eight Uniqlo's. I don't know, my family loves that place. I mean... I literally have a bag in... I, have a, I just got a shirt from Uniqlo <laughs> before I met up with you. And it's just like a white shirt that says the Devil Wears Prada on it. And then like Anne Hathaway is in the back. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm here. I like her. <laughs> She's a white lady. Hey, just because <laughs> we make fun of white people. Yeah. Respect parts of the culture. You know what? Um... When we say white people, we don't mean like, okay, this is the difference. There are white people, yeah, and then there are individuals. Oh, okay, <laughs> like white individuals. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish people understood that. Like, sometimes, because like, sometimes I do my sets, and I'm like, white people this, white people that, mm-hmm. and sometimes I just want there to be a disclaimer that's not coming from me, just to give white people in the audience like a primer that it's not about them, right? In case. I don't know. They're so fragile. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I was, I was talking about this when I was recording on on Wednesday, and Aaliyah was saying that how she gets tired of white people, like, accusing her of playing, like, the race card or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I brought up the fact that I was like, we don't, we never play the race card just because, mm-hmm. like, we, like, our skin color yeah. doesn't, never comes off. Yeah. So really when we get accused of playing the race card, that's, mm-hmm. like, white people playing the race card yeah yeah that's so yeah. true they're they're the ones they're the ones with the race cards all the time yeah yeah it's like the idea of like why is everything about race it's like you think i take off yeah <laughs> my skin oh my god <laughs> and put it on when i leave into the world like no 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 yeah It's fine. Like, yeah. again, being if I was white for a day, it'd mm-hmm. be very nice to not have to think about race. Mm-hmm. I just want to shoplift. <laughs> I, I never really got that experience. Yeah. As someone who is actively not a model minority, I just, like, yeah. I always wanted to shoplift. My sisters did. Yeah. Have you seen the Japanese movie Shoplifters? No, I haven't. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I had a family friend recommend it to me this past weekend. Mm. I was like, Ooh. What was it about? Um, okay, so Japan has very, I'll say it fucked up, mm-hmm. um, things mm-hmm. when it comes to race mm-hmm. and ethnicity, mm-hmm. because after World War II, yeah. like a seventh rank sergeant of the US military mm-hmm. wrote up their new constitution. Okay. And it had nothing about race. Right. Or ethnicity in there because, mm-hmm. again, the West is like, oh, you're from Japan, you're Japanese, and that's it. Yeah. Even though that's not the case in any Asian country. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, like, I'm doing this from memory, and I haven't seen the film, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Okay. If I'm wrong, oh, okay. don't okay. at me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, but basically, it's a bunch of this group of Japanese, these women living in Japan mm-hmm. don't know if they're pure Japanese or not. Okay. But they're orphans, I think. Okay. And they shoplift to survive. Mm-hmm. And I guess they adopt this young woman. Okay. Who's like 12 into their ranks. And right. it's about like their like family, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then the shopkeeper who wants someone to adopt this 12 year old girl mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to live yeah like this yeah yeah mm-hmm. okay yeah cool. also <laughs> yeah people actually no i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna tell people to shop this okay <laughs> i mean it's totally fine petty theft is okay in the lens of capitalism <laughs> yeah yes because capitalism is the worst yeah um i would and i would say i feel like people usually um say like oh like don't steal from small businesses Mm -hmm. it really depends on who's running it true because there are a lot of shitty small business owners just because it's a small business doesn't mean they're good people so 
Yeah. Oh, I have this funny story yeah. that Francis told me. Okay. <laughs> um, that it was, I think it was Black Friday, and okay. he was buying like new equipment. Mm -hmm. And I guess he was at like Long and Right. But he found like the same thing he was looking for mm -hmm. online. Okay. For like way cheaper. Right. So we asked them like, will you price match? Okay. And I guess the owner or manager of the store mm -hmm. reluctantly said yes. And you know what he said to Francis? What? He was like, oh, so I guess you don't care about like supporting Canadian business. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Except when he told me the story, I was like, I don't know how I'd respond because I've never heard of that like guilt trip or like accusation. Yeah. And he was like, I felt the same way. That seems kind of petty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I also, I was like, yeah. You don't need to price match. You don't need to price. You could. You could have said no. You yeah. don't have to guilt <laughs> anyone into buying your stuff for cheaper. Yeah. Wow. Did Did Francis say anything? No, because he was just so flustered. He was <laughs> like, I've, I, "That's a new one. I haven't heard that, that one." Before. I, haven't, I haven't heard that one either. Like, I I would have been stumped too. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good for him for not buying on Amazon. Yeah. But, or like wherever he yeah. found it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, he was just like... Also, I don't have to tell you what race this manager was. No, no, it's, it's nothing surprising. <laughs> wow. That's a, that is a new one. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah racist, if you don't want us to talk shit about you, come open new shit. Yeah. Or don't, I, or just like keep your mouth shut. I, I mean, yeah, I actually would kind of appreciate if they were a little bit more creative in their racism. Because it's a lot of racism is the same old racism, but in different form. Just like, I don't know, just write something new, you know, just sit down and workshop it. Yeah, because I've been hearing the same <laughs> stuff since I was five. Yeah. And it's like, it doesn't affect me anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, it does, but... It does, but I don't like, feel like, I'm just like, okay, whatever. Part of the offense is that it's not creative. True. I'm, I'm really not advocating for racists to no. become more creative racists. But it would, you know. Maybe we can both laugh. Yeah, just sit down for like <laughs> ten minutes a day. Read it to yourself. Read and it you to know your what? friends. They'll still have dirty assholes. So they still have dirty assholes. Yeah. <laughs> I I won't give that any context. If people want to hear the joke, they can hear the joke. Okay, fair. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I went to Japan for the first time. In yeah. The spring. Yeah. And the two things I miss most are bidets mm -hmm. and their train system. Oh my god, their train system. I I had the opportunity to basically direct where my family went mm -hmm. and they did not they were not willing to learn <laughs> like navigating no. through the subway. So it was complicated at yeah, first, but and then I figured it out. You know what it yes. is? Mm. Cuz I explained this to my parents. Mm. I was like, "No, it's only overwhelming when you don't understand it." Yeah. But once you figure it out, yeah. it, even though it is there's so many different levels. There's so many different train lines. Yeah. It's easy to figure out. Yeah. They make it easy for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everything's so, like, it's, like, numbered well. Like, yeah. all the colors. Are coordinated. Sense. Yeah. All the stations are massive. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I remember, like, getting off the train from the airport at the station to walk to our hotel. And yeah. just seeing, like, that sea of people for the first time. I yeah. was like, I don't know what, I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah. I, I, mean, I just rely a lot on Google Maps. Yeah, that's true. I love true. that the Google Maps tells you, like, if you're going somewhere specifically, it tells you, like, what car the train to get on mm -hmm. and get off at. Yeah. So you get to your thing easier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I wish we had that. I wish we had a lot yeah. of things. I wish we had a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A good train. But I mean, system. since, no, we gotta give billionaires more money, so. That's true. We can't have infrastructure. No. Yeah. Yeah. Can't even. You take the train. Like, why don't you just work harder? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta call. Well, you don't have a Tesla yet. <laughs> sounds like a you problem. No, actually. Yeah. 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 Also, like, but the majority of people who listen to this podcast are in the Lower Mainland area. Right. But right. How other people who do? I've said, like, Canada, not as good as yeah not better than the u.s in any no <laughs> yeah yeah no. 
even though we use a lot of people use as like oh we're not as bad as them oh my god as a shield. i'm so tired of that i'm so tired of that it's in like so many i don't know like the whole okana is so like polite and kind and nice no multiculturalism yeah. was the greatest pr move yeah canada has ever done yes yeah, yeah. which is also also multiculturalism is a lie <sighs> yeah yeah okay we're getting into that Huh? <laughs> We're getting to that now. Yeah. Yeah. But I like how I describe what's happening now, not only in Canada mm-hmm. and the US, but in the world, mm-hmm. is this is the bill that mm-hmm. hasn't been paid from colonialism and imperialism. Right. right. And the people that have benefited from it mm-hmm. refused to do anything about it because they're like, we benefited from it, so like, why yeah. would we change? Yeah. <laughs> oh man what yeah yeah <laughs> that that's i said enough yeah yeah you said it all yeah um going off that mm-hmm. um what does freedom feel and look like for you um i don't know i guess i heard yeah i don't know when i hear freedom like i think more about like my personal freedom to do like everyday things like i know it's a big question i know i mean i said specifically for you so like oh okay okay great yeah no just i'm not trying to save anyone no 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 (laughs) specifically for you what does it feel and look like like i was like i was walking at richmond center Mm -hmm. with my partner and i was i was thinking about how i have no problem like doing queer stuff being queer around white people Mm -hmm. but i find it so so much more scarier to do in front of Asians here. <laughs> I mean, you look yeah. at like the map where like gay marriage is banned, yeah, or like the amount of gay rights people have. If yeah. you go to Asia, a lot of it's like whatever the deepest, darkest right is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like I know, I I, I want to say that it's I, I don't know it's it's kind of like a boring it's kind of a boring answer where I'm like I just want to feel comfortable <laughs> in myself. I mean, yeah. that's what everyone wants yeah and should be afforded to but Mm -hmm. the reality is it's not yeah um yeah okay yeah we were at the mall we were just like Mm -hmm. hanging out like holding hands and stuff and i was like yeah like i I just like don't feel comfortable like holding hands in front of all these older asian people Mm -hmm. and then while we were like hugging to say goodbye like right before i met up with you yeah there was this like white woman <laughs> okay who was the one to like give us like a scowl like a dirty look <laughs> and then I, I like yelled behind her i don't think she heard me but i mm. said it anyway i was like you're not gonna catch it <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because that could have gone both ways like she can't catch being gay yeah or the virus i don't have the virus i don't nobody i don't know why i, know why I brought that up <laughs> no one brought it up <laughs> You know what? Yeah. It is. I feel like I've posted about the virus every yeah. day for like the past two weeks on yeah. like my Asian Canadian page. Yeah. And I mean, people are. I don't know. This isn't the first time. It won't be the last time. Aww. Where. Um, a medical emergency mm-hmm. is weaponized against a certain segment. Yeah. Of a population or community or country. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like, again, like you said, white people are fragile. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about the, the Black Plague. <laughs> okay. For some reason. Because, like, that was, that's the one that people blame on rats. Yeah. But really, it was, like, bad hygiene. Yeah, people don't wash their hands. Yeah. And also toss shit out their windows onto the streets. Yeah. And, like, open-air street-level gutters. Oh. And then it, like, killed almost, or, like, more than half of the yeah. population. And I'm like, oh my god, imagine if there was social media back then. <laughs> like, social media yeah. for, like, that day and age. Like, I don't know what it would look like. I don't know if, if it would be, like, you know, like, Twitter, but, like, you know actual t- birds. T- to, to be honest, it probably the content of yeah. the things would probably be the same. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they wouldn't. They they wouldn't make it a racial thing. I would I would assume. I, I guess that's why I brought up the Black Plague for some reason. <laughs> because it has black in front. Well, I don't know. Okay, so more Canadian yeah. history mm-hmm. of how this is weaponized. I was going to write something about this, okay. and then I had it had to do with Chinese immigrants. Yeah, but it was the wrong thing. Okay. So the original thing I was thinking of mm-hmm. that I was mis- that I misremembered mm-hmm. was that in nineteen twelve ish. Okay. So like peak anti Chinese racism. Okay. Mm-hmm. Around that time. In Canada. Yes, specifically okay. Vancouver. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a big panic around Chinatowns and Chinese men specifically being smugglers of opium. Right. Yeah. And the idea was that they would get white women hooked on them. Okay. <laughs> and then since they yeah. get addicted to opium, right. they become prostitutes. Okay. To, yeah. To, to, to do their drug money, whatever. Okay. Sure. Right. Okay, so like, another fun fact about Canada. A lot of the policies and stuff that are racist, mm-hmm. sexist, homophobic, mm-hmm. all those things, a lot of it stems from the idea that, like, you need to protect white women. Oh my god. Right? That's so, <laughs> so true. <laughs> so, oh very, so tangent very quickly why this yeah. is. So in your, the European sense of traditional gender roles mm. and how to perform gender roles, mm. um, they hold women up as, like, the virtue mm-hmm. of society and that men need women oh my gosh, to so basically th- hold them in check to keep them from their worst impulses. Oh my god, they've been coddled throughout history. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, wow. anyways, back yeah. to this portion of... <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I just blew your mind. Yeah, I did not know that. I mean, I know that they're, like, fragile or whatever. Yeah. But... No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Um, okay. Yeah. Drugs, <laughs> opium smugglers. Yeah. Which, guess who introduced opium to China in the first place? Who? The British. Oh my that, god. That, that was the opium war. Okay. Mm-hmm. Save the white women. Yeah, but the opium war in China yeah. was like, yo, we'll give you all this opium for yeah. like, we want your tea and whatever. Okay. And the Chinese government was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then the British Empire introduced opium mm-hmm. to the population to okay. get them hooked. And of course, opium is one of the worst drugs to be hooked on because you literally do nothing oh, when you're on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is what ruined China. Anyways. Okay, back to... I'm tying this into model minority shit we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the idea of East Asian people, Chinese Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. being the model minority because we work hard, we're pretty docile, Mm -hmm. all those things. Mm -hmm. White people turn that... those good qualities Mm -hmm. against Chinese men under the context of drug smuggling. Wow. So they're like... They're smarter than us. Okay. <laughs> they work so hard. Oh They're God. sneaky. Yeah. This is what would make them good drug smugglers. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. I had no clue. I didn't either. Holy shit. Yeah. And the, yeah. yeah. So that's what I thought of, which turned out to be wrong because I can't tie that into writing something about coronavirus. Mm. But do you know the story of the Katamata Guru? Um, There's... The, the ship. Yeah. Okay, so. Yes. I'm more. Like. Okay, so I more. Don't his, know, I don't have all the details. Okay, so yeah. more historical context mm. because I guess this is the episode where. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just fine. Yeah. Um, they. So Canada instituted a continuous passage law mm-hmm. that basically said. This is before planes. Right. It basically said if you want to emigrate to Canada, mm-hmm. you have to do it in one trip. Okay. So you can't stop at any other port along the way. Okay. Alright. So if you're not from a European country, mm-hmm. that is impossible yeah. to do. Because you can't sail across the Pacific right. without stopping wow, somewhere. Wow, that's sneaky. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't say it was about race, though. 
Why would they? No. They don't see that. No. Wow. Um, okay. And then... Continuous Passage Act, mm. or whatever. Uh, yeah, you can't stop, so if you're coming from any Asian country, mm-hmm. you can't do that unless you like go through on foot to a port that you could do it in one. Yeah. So it makes it incredibly more difficult. Mm-hmm. So the Katamata, Katamata Guru mm-hmm. is a ship from India, Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to say. Yeah. They, I, I can't remember how they did the trip, but they did. Mm-hmm. And they got to land it in Vancouver. Okay. And the Canadian group was like, you can't come off. Did they eventually? No. So what ended? Yeah. So one of the the justification mm-hmm. for them not coming off. Mm-hmm. Also, they had to like have five hundred dollars on cash on them. Yeah. To right. come. Okay. On which is a tremendous amount of money at that time. Yeah. And also for that long of a journey. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, they said that the people on board. All had hookworm. What is that? Some sort of some sort of like disease? Microsoft, like parasitic. Okay. Disease, I guess. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what hookworm is. Okay. <laughs> I, it sounds nasty. Yeah. Also, yeah. I'm doing this off memory right now, so okay, that's <laughs> I get all the good. wrong. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry. No, that's all good. I'm, I'm saying sorry to the oh. listeners if someone oh. gets mad at me. Like, no, you're wrong. Then like, yeah. I don't want to ever. They can they can correct you later. Yeah. I don't yeah. Care. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so they spent months, mm-hmm. like, testing, like, getting doctors and stuff to test yeah. them, and the doctors were like, you made this up. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. To scare people. Because, right. like, hookworms sound scary. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're, yeah. And what ended up happening is, they didn't get that off, they got sent away. They went back to where they came from. Yes, but everyone died, because they obviously didn't have enough supplies for another... Oh, fuck. Yeah. Shit. So now in, like, Vancouver, mm-hmm. there's a memorial with all of the names of the people on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I guess yeah. I wasn't paying attention in N- class. No, you yeah. probably never got... Yeah. Uh, no, we definitely did not get taught that in Calgary. I guess not. I just know... I just, I'm just familiar yeah. with that name. Yeah. But yeah, no, we definitely did no. not. Okay, so fun fact yeah. about Calgary textbooks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So one of my best friends from there, she went to Bishop Oburn. Okay. High school. That's a school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to give you a context around the location of the school. Yeah. Um, where she lived and grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, she like lived in Stephen Harper's writing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And she told me that at their school. They had portions of their textbooks, like, had duct tape on them. What? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. Are you kidding? No. That's pretty shitty. Yeah. For, okay. Like, high school textbooks. Oh, like, okay. social studies. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, I mean, when I learned yeah. about colonialism. Yeah. In Catholic school, like, mm. in Calgary, I don't know what it is here. You but, would, you, but you did learn about... No, so the angle okay. we took was we learned about the missionaries really? <laughs> and the quote-unquote good work they did. And this is at St. Francis? This was in junior high. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was in junior high and like elementary school. Oh, okay. Yeah, we learned about we learned about the colonizers and their story. That's crazy because yeah. I was... Okay, I think I was just lucky enough mm-hmm. in junior high. Like I went to John 23rd okay. in Falcon Ridge. Yeah. And I had a brown teacher mm-hmm. who went off book. I remember oh, yeah. that because there were like a, like a, there was like a week or two when we just actually we actually learned about residential schools. Um, no. I don't know if anyone else was not never taught up. this. No, I never did. Yeah, I, we we didn't talk about the Indian Act. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't remember like what I was taught exactly, but like mm-hmm. yeah, I remember like. One week, like my teacher just like went off book, and then we learned about residential schools, no and colonialism and stuff. So, yeah. No idea. I wish I could remember this teacher's name. Yeah. Because like he <laughs> literally, he, I mean, yeah, he cared enough to teach 
our old class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did not. I learned about like Bray Buff and all the things that happened to him. I don't even know who and that is. I, I, yeah, we weren't talking. So about what's funny? Him. I read. I had like a, a paper. Yeah. I read about him in like university mm-hmm. and all the terrible shit he did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, I think I learned that in like, I don't know, grade six or something. Right. Yeah. But like, I do remember grade six, we learned that like he got his tongue taken out. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I actually, or like maybe I'm just like blacking it out from my memory, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't think we actually got to learn about missionaries and stuff. No, that's maybe, all we... Maybe I wasn't paying attention. No, that's all we learned about. That was the angle we took about <laughs> learning about colonial. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Obviously, we're, we learned more. Of, we learned, like, about, like, the wars and stuff. Mm-hmm. But indigenous people and populations yeah. were never mentioned. There was, like... Or, like, they'd be yeah. like, oh, they helped them. But uh-huh. they, they were background people. They didn't have names. They didn't have... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah. what communities they were from or, like, yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah, even this teacher, too, like, taught us about Canadian Pacific Railway. Like, I did not hear about any of that until I was in university again. So, I, yeah, I really, yeah. Honestly, like, I want to thank that teacher. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have a lot of teachers where mm-hmm. I'm, like, because you know how people are, like, oh, this teacher was my hero or whatever. Like, yeah, I didn't had really have one. But that, that teacher, I wish I yeah. could remember his name. Because he, yeah, actually cares to teach that okay so since i've yeah. talked so much about canadian history yeah. you want to hear my favorite fun fact about yes. johnny mcdonald okay, okay. <laughs> johnny mcdonald racist for his time <laughs> what yeah racist for his time okay so yeah <laughs> okay this isn't a this is like first hand like quote from him uh-huh so I can't remember if, again, doing this off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, yeah. If he was prime minister at the time, or mm-hmm. if he was just minister of indigenous affairs. Great. Or Indian affairs. Uh huh. It was probably called Indian affairs. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, he introduced to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of like an Aryan state. Oh my god. Except this is what makes him racist for his time. This was. Oh, not such that, not such that no. This was. Okay. It was bad. Yeah. But to prove, like, racist for his time. Mm. There were other members of the house that this was such... They hadn't heard this idea before. Uh-huh. They thought Aryan was spelled with an I. Oh, like, people who are Aries? <laughs> or, like, <laughs> or like they didn't know the spelling of the word properly. It was, like, wow. how much of a new idea, I guess, quote-unquote. Wow. Was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was the start of... I was going to say the alt-right, and I'm like... It's not no. anything. I was, joking, I was joking. I was totally joking. Well, that is pretty racist for that time. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. What year is this? I can't remember. Oh my god. Like around the start of Confederation? No. Because like I'm, I'm not familiar with all these like yeah. Canadian, like white Canadian men's names who like you know did so much for the country or whatever. Like, well, the, the only yeah. reason why I know Johnny McDonald yeah. is because he's considered the father of Canada. He also hated Chinese people. Okay, well, that's not In addition to the tremendous genocide that he... Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. ...enacted against indigenous people across this land. But, yeah. Oh, it's... I'm just... It's crazy thinking about it now. Like, I did... Because, like, I -hmm. I had no clue about what this man had actually done. Mm -hmm. Because my my junior high... Oh, I didn't either until, like, four years ago. Yeah, because I went to another junior high in Calgary called St. Helena, which Mm -hmm. was right next to... I've been to St. Helena. Oh, okay. Yeah. You went there? No, I like when I played junior high basketball. Like oh, we played okay. them, so like I know where it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right next to S Jam. Right. And like, yeah. I, I had no idea. How. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I like I hear all these names and they they all sound like heroic and noble or whatever. Yeah. Because there's a sir. Yeah, it's <laughs> like Sir Lester B. Pearson, like Sir yeah. John A. Ethan Baker, like. We're just naming high schools in Calgary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right now. I had no idea. Yeah. Like, to the, like, scope of how horrible he was. Yeah. 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 Like, do you think his statue should be taken down? Oh, my God, definitely. If I was a white person, I would, 
like take that statue down and yeah. probably face no consequences. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could be like, think of the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, like, yes. obviously, if they get taken down, great. Yeah. But if I do need to compromise, mm-hmm. like, you can leave them up. Just also put all the bad shit he did on the statue. That's so true. There should be Cause, statues. Because some of people. the arguments people yeah. make are like, this is part of our history. Yeah. We should know it. And I was like, okay, we can list the good, the quote-unquote good things he did. But, sure. like, if you want history, yeah. put the bad shit he did yeah. on that statue as well. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, if I died not anytime soon, mm-hmm. like, that would be also kind of fun to, like, have my good history and my bad history. Yeah, because that's what people are. Yeah. We're that's... good and bad. We're, no one's ever going to be perfect. I feel like that would make cemeteries, like, a little bit less scary. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, and less, and less scary as well. But yeah, like, they should definitely have statues that commemorate all the bad things that people mm-hmm. have done throughout history for sure yeah. yeah but then people would probably find some way to get offended about that i mean they're dead you can't speak to ill of the dead oh you can definitely speak ill of the dead <laughs> that's so silly that yeah. saying is so silly they're like, not here anymore they're not here anymore yeah <laughs> it's not their problem <laughs> yeah. yeah what are they gonna do haunt me i don't think so no no ghosts aren't real no. Even if Johnny McDonald's yeah. ghost, he's probably so racist he wouldn't want to haunt a non-white person. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Oh. That's a horror movie someone should write. A, a racist ghost. A racist ghost? <laughs> Except the ghost is trying to leave. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. I would watch that. If you're writing it, I'll help. Oh, well, I'm not writing it. Oh, okay. Well, someone out someone there, free idea, I yeah. guess. Well, yeah. my, one of my other ideas that I made up just now is yeah. um, an art installation mm-hmm. where you just create busts of all the horrible genocidal men. Mm-hmm. Um, they all probably look the same. They would. Maybe you could, you could like, meld them into one face. Well, no, but they should be separate individual ones, and then it should definitely have a plaque. Of that all they the- just all... Yeah, of all the bad things they've done, but they, also they not just form, bad things, but also embarrassing things. True. Yeah. They form like racist Voltron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you know how Hitler like failed art school or he like, did? wasn't accept because he wasn't accepted into art school. Oh right, I heard that, yeah. and that's why one of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> what a loser. You're just mad. You're just mad. Yeah, that he couldn't get to Emily Carr. <laughs> and obviously, it wasn't his fault because he doesn't need yeah. to work on himself. Right. Yeah. Also, why didn't he just reapply? Like, What's that? Why didn't he just, like, practice more and then, like, reapply? I know. Could have worked on The entitlement. Art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did not know. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, those are one of the things I remember. I did watch it from, like, a video in junior high. <laughs> <laughs> but he, like, I don't think he wasn't, he wasn't interesting enough over all the cool Jewish artists or something. I mean. I, I made, I made that. Yeah. That's part of, but I'm sure it's true. He yeah. definitely felt some type of way about it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, again, like you said before, white men are fragile. Yeah, they're all fragile. <laughs> I, I, um, I've been doing this bit with my partner. Yeah. Where um, it just kind of reminds me of, like, in my head, this is, like, how white women apologize or are bad at apologizing. Like, you know, like a kid, like when they accidentally hit you, like when the kid accidentally hits you mm-hmm. or something, yeah. and you're like, ow, and then they do it too, they're like, ow, <laughs> they do it louder. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> I've been doing that bit every day, and I'm like, that's totally how they operate. Is it not? Yeah. <laughs> like they could yeah. punch you in the face and be like, how dare, like your face hurt my hand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's my favorite, one of my favorite things to do right now. That's where my brain is going. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Well, I know that now, but before we do, um, you have a show this Thursday. Hmm? You have a show this Thursday. Oh, yeah, I have shows. Shows, multiple. plural. Yeah, at, as part of 
um, JFL Northwest. I'm opening for Shang Wang, who is a very good comedian and was also a writer for Fresh Off the Boat, and he also opened for Ali Wong, and now I get the chance to open for him as part of Yellow Fever, which is the all-Asian comedy show that I run with Maddie Vu and Ronald Dario. And I'm also opening for a white dude named Matt Bronger. He's pretty good. He's pretty good, too. That's cool. Pretty mild. When is that? So Yellow Fever is on the 13th at mm-hmm. the Biltmore, and Matt Bronger is, I'm opening for him, um, February t- 18th, February 18th, okay. also at the Biltmore. And I also have Millennial Line on right. February 20th, which is the poetry and comedy show that okay. I run with Savannah Erasmus at Redgate. That's on, yeah, that's on the 20th. Do those shows have yeah. themes? Hmm? Do the Millennial Line shows have themes or just like in general, really, just whoever We don't really have on. themes. Um, it's it's always a good time because me and Savannah, I don't know if you've been to Millennial I, Line. I, I don't think I have. We started a new segment called Shit Talking in Our Languages. Okay. And it's a lot of fun. We just come up with things to like get the crowd to repeat. Like, <laughs> I say things in Tagalog and then Savannah says things in Cree. And okay. it's, it's a lot of fun. Last time we... Um, both had things to say about John Horgan. Okay. So that was that was yeah very healing. Nice. It's always very very cathartic. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for hanging out and talking. Oh for yeah, no problem. That was great. Yes. Thanks for the tea and the bun. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you can follow Tim at Selfie Mixtape and find all show dates in the episode description. Music is by Francis Rutlow. Logo designed by Gracie Messina. Keep updated on Instagram at Asians in Space. Listen and subscribe to Asians in Space on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and to see other platforms it is available on, go to anchor.fm slash Asians in Space. My takeaway message this week is from an idea I had written down when prepping for this episode, in regards to assimilation. While we cannot shame people for wanting to assimilate, in the context of where we are, Assimilation is something that white Canadian supremacy has forced onto and internalized in people. We must recognize the root of the desire for assimilation, a racism and imperialism that hurts us all who are not white. My name is Irving Trong. This is Asians in Space. See you next week. Until then, we out.